<sighs> had to get my cup of tea. <laughs> so, hello, everybody. Uh, this is Socrates and Tyler with Willie Wu. Um, we uh, have a webinar coming up uh, shortly on retirement accounts, but I didn't want to miss the chance to be able to uh, bounce some ideas off of uh, Willie and Socrates. Socrates and I both listened to Willie and Tone yesterday. I was able to participate for a short while, but it's just fascinating what uh, Willie's been able to uh, to do over the last several years of him studying the inner workings of Bitcoin transactions and be able to draw some really interesting conclusions from it. Uh, Socrates, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. It is Friday morning uh, and it's a beautiful day here in the Rocky Mountains. I'm going to a music festival uh, later this afternoon. As soon as we finish up with our webinar, I'll be heading to Telluride for the Ride Fest. Uh, going to be seeing one of my favorite bands, Widespread Panic. I've uh, been looking forward to that for a while. So I'm doing excellent today and uh, very excited for a big day. And, Terrific. Uh, to go ahead and introduce uh, Willie, who is in, uh, sounds like uh, a bit of a caravan on the beach uh, there in Sri Lanka. Sounds like he's camping out, uh, doing some kite surfing and, and really on a bit of an adventure of his own. So how are you doing, Willie? Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, uh, Socrates. Yeah, pretty tired after a day on the, on the water, um, but yeah, really good. Um, yeah, I've got the rest of this week, I uh, kind of have three more days on the water and then I'm off to Hong Kong and then back to Bali. So on a little bit of a circuit at the moment. Fabulous. Excellent. Well, we really appreciate you uh, joining us. We know that you've been having a lot going on yourself um, and we'll definitely want to uh, get into some of that. You've recently launched uh, the fund with uh, Murad and David and sounds like that is off to an excellent start. And then uh, we did also want to take a dive into some of the um, unique indicators and charts that you have put together and used so successfully to call the um, bottom of this previous uh, bear market and potentially even uh, some before that. Um, so as Tyler mentioned, he was wanting to uh, take a look at the NVT ratio, and that's something that I am uh, very interested in as well. Um, is that something that you want to go ahead and uh, take a look at and and uh, give us some of your thoughts about what you're seeing there. Yeah, sure. Um, how do we share the screen here? Um, Let's see, the screen share should, should have in the uh, upper left corner. There should be a green box with a white arrow. Yep. And then I can pick my application, which is that one. And it share that, and let's go to a new window. And I'll click on that, and okay. we are sharing your screen. All right. Okay, you can see that. Great. You can. A little, little bit of a level advert on my chart site. So this is chartswoobull.com. Um, most of my public work is well, all of it is available on this site. So chartswoobull.com, um, and NVT, okay, so um, let's pull up. 
I'll, I'll just go back to the origins of MVT. Great, um, thank for, you. For those that, that don't um, have, aren't familiar with it. Um, this is um, a chart of the, um, the red line is probably familiar with most audience. That's the trace of the market cap of Bitcoin over its 10-year arc. Um, there's a blue line that traces an arc that's very, very similar to, to that. And that blue line is not the market cap, but it is the, the value throughput that is going through the blockchain, how much capital each day is being moved by the blockchain. And so obviously different access. Um, but if you, if you see how tightly correlated it is, you'll see, you know, like you'll, if you run a ratio of um, the market cap, the red line, and you divide that value by the blue line, which is underlying activity um, on the blockchain, the capital flow through it, you get the MVT ratio, which is this chart I'm pulling up right now. Right, and so the early description for MVT is really the closest thing that blockchains have to a price earnings ratio. Um, you know, the valuation of the network, which is the market cap, divided by something underlying um, the activity. And if this was a business, um, it would be earnings. But in blockchains, we don't have earnings. We have um, the capital throughput that it's been it's been transmitted. So um, that was the early description of it. Um, the reality of um, the value throughput is not for payments, it's for investment. So you can look at um, the volume going through the blockchain as investment volume. Like if, if Tyler was to send me a Bitcoin, I was gonna send him cash and I was gonna buy a Bitcoin, one half of that transaction is the Bitcoin gets sent on the blockchain and I receive it on the blockchain, we can see it and that records my investment into it. And so one of the cool things about uh, um, measuring the value uh, moving on the blockchain um, is that it's very hard to manipulate. Um, it's most of the volume going through the blockchain is very legitimate. Um, whereas, you know, in, in the exchanges that we have in crypto, um, they're very nascent exchanges, they're very unregulated, so there's a lot of, you know, um, fun and games being played, a lot of whitewashing. There was a study earlier in the year that showed, I think, 95 to 99% of, of volume on exchanges are, are, are um, in fact, faked. So we can't reliably look at the volume bars inside um, what's happening on these exchanges, and so we can start to look at what's happening on the underlying network. And NVT ratio is kind of uh, the first on-chain indicator that that came out um, for, 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 and that was February 2017. So it's a very young field, um, but in um, 2018, 2019, we've kind of had this Cambrian explosion of blockchain indicators, a um, lot of new research going into this area. And um, for MVT itself, um, you can look at, um, you can look at it as kind of an oscillator. It oscillates from 
high to low to high. And so in areas where it's high, it's saying the valuation of the network is high relative to the investment flows on that blockchain. And so um, those tend to be indicators for a bearish activity or a bearish phase of the long-term kind of macro movement of the market. And whenever it's um, below on the low end of it, it's saying there's sufficient investment activity to drive um, the valuation, the, the bull market. Um, so like one of the really useful things you can do with MVT is um, just discerning between a um, market top versus a consolidation. So I'm going to zoom into this 2013 phase and um, you'll see that and this is people that know Bitcoin well will see that um, we we ran up to what was it 230 250 I think on the on the um, intraday, intraday um, price, but it had this kind of 80 to 90% pullback. And, um, and most, most people think that it's, when you get, you're going to pull back that severe, you know, uh, you'd think that this is probably the start of a dead cat bounce. And then we start a bear, a bear um, kind of phase, but actually MVT under that lens it showed there was plenty of investment activity happening. And so if we were to zoom out on this chart, um, you'll see that, um, in fact, that did play out. This crazy 80 90% retrace was just Bitcoin doing a consolidation move. And you could only tell that by looking at the investment flows on chain. And then we came up to the 1200 peak. And at that point, when we had this crash, we started to see the um, activity on the blockchain not being sufficient to, um, to drive the, 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 the bull market. And you see that in this ratio going higher, the market cap's now valued compared to the investment activity. And that pretty much signaled the um the beer you know and i my you know i discovered this in 2017 and this was kind of my plan was to go i'm going to wait for a peak a, a crash and then i'm going to wait for mvt to go up high and i'm going to sell the dead cat bounce um, because i don't want to sell the peak i want a confirmation when um when the beer is in and that's only done at the dead cat bounce so hey you, you know catch the very top but you you preserve the majority of your um, capital and um, you're very sure of the signal. So that's MNT in a nutshell. Um, and we can kind of look at where we are today. I have a quick uh, question um, while you're uh, pulling up today's action. And one area where I, I think I've been misunderstanding this indicator that um, will be interesting for me to uh, clarify. So I was originally viewing NVT as um, overall blockchain volume, not necessarily just investment volume. Um, and it seems like you clarified there where it's not necessarily meant to measure people paying for things in Bitcoin. It's um, more 
meant to measure people that are buying and holding Bitcoin as a store of value, long-term investment. Is, is that what this is designed for? Yeah, um, you know, everything's like shades of gray, but it, it turns out like very few people um, pay for coffee using Bitcoin when you <laughs> take into account um, the actual capital flow, right? A $5 coffee versus, you know, a, a $25,000 um, investment. Um, Interesting. I think I've met more people that have bought Bitcoin than have paid for a $5 coffee. And you take that into account, it's very, very tiny, insignificant, the payment um, side of it. Um, and then there's also other effects, like um, we used to have a lot of mixing on the network, uh, mixes to obscure um, the traceability of where those coins came from. And that might tend to add a lot of um, transaction volume, but um, a lot of what um, the volume um, data coming through, that what, what it is is actually an estimate. You have to do a lot of um you kind of apply a forensics layer to it to say look if if these if this volume is circular and it ends up back in the same wallet then let's filter that out if if say um it's making multiple hops um the estimates that we get through coin metrics they filter out anything that's in a sub four hour hop so a lot of these sort of quick hops don't count um so you get to this point where um, most of the volume starts to look investment volume or um maybe not even i wouldn't say just necessarily investment because that's kind of like an otc deal where you know i buy from someone else and they send me cash but um it's uh more like i send um my coins to the exchange and then i sell them and those coins end up being sent back to someone else and this exchange is the intermediary so it's it's kind of a two-hop process in okay. the majority of cases and it's a one hop process if it's an otc deal um and so but you know like that kind of ratio we're kind of betting on that being roughly the same so um all you're looking at is whether or not the the, the trend is going up or down um not really acetating down into those nitty-gritty details of um you know maybe we could do that in a further study um we're starting to get data around that stuff so yeah a lot of the stuff is um on um and we're constantly making improvements to it excellent thank you for that <laughs> great um so yeah what are you seeing right now based oh, on yeah. what you've just told us okay so um First, I'll say that what's happening um, is that the um, it, since this sort of um, 2017 phase, we started to see a lot of um, volume um, moving to the exchanges. Like, uh, like if you were to analyze the volume um, on chain and as a ratio of the volume being reported by the um, reputable exchanges that don't affect their volume, uh, um, we'll see that the, 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 there's, they, they kind of track each other. And, um, and what we saw was in 2017, 
a lot more volume happening on the exchanges. And also, if you also track um, the amount of coins that are held by the exchanges as a proportion of the network, um, I think there's been a fourth-fold increase since 2017. So what that's saying is a lot more of the um, movement of investment and um, trading flows, um, well, investment flows are hidden from um, the blockchain. And so um, MVT is starting to lose its crispness. Um, we we starting to see this sort of deviation where MVT is showing a higher value, saying it's bearish when it's not actually so because a lot of stuff is happening. Um, and like a lot, for example, if, if you're a new new person into Bitcoin, you might buy on Coinbase and hold your coins in a Coinbase wallet. Um, that whole activity is off the chain because um, obviously the exchanges um, uh, um, are just moving database um, numbers around for that. So um, I'll say that, and um, I'll say that uh, we're we're trending downwards in MVT, and it's still showing bearish. And I think that that's a consequence of a many many factors um, that this drive upwards in price we've had is very exchange driven um but also i take um mvt with a grain of salt these days because it, i feel like it's kind of like um driving a car where all the um you know the the controls are a bit loose and worn um, because we're not really getting as direct um, a signal because the exchanges now are dictating a lot more of the the action that's hidden from the blockchain. Um, but it is heading down. Um, and I could go into the MVT signal, which is um, which is a um, derivative of MVT by um, Dimitri um, Kalachikin, I think is how you pronounce his name. Kal Chicken, I think. And that this is, um, it's the same ratio. It's the market cap to the volume, but the volume, the volume is um, a 90 day moving average. Um, and the, the market cap is just the, on the day. Whereas when I do MVT, it's just the, the pure ratio. Um, and so when you run a 90 day moving average on the volume, you get a kind of a different shape. And um, it's actually more responsive. Um, you'll get these these peaks where it's overbought and they're good signals to short um, Bitcoin. Um, wherever you get into this high band, you bring it down. So um, and and also low bands here are good times to buy the dip. Um, and so we're now in this very overheated, overbought zone. Um, we've been overbought for a very long time, um, and you'll notice. In these earlier phases, where it was overbought, it was it would correct almost immediately. Um, but you know, now you'll see the latest overbought here. We went sideways in the six thousand band for a very very long time before it finally played out. And I put that down to um, that kind of wobbly worn kind of um, analogy of the car, and that 
like so much activity is happening on the exchange. Um, the exchanges are very much dominating a lot of um, the the um, the price action, and uh, we're not seeing the full underlying investment activity right now because exchanges are um, that kind of layer two that we don't see. And um, and so we're going in this sort of overbought zone. I'm expecting it to pull back, um, and I'm actually thinking it's we're at pretty much the top now. Um, I don't think it's got much more, um, much more uh, in it. Um, so yeah, that's that's what the MVTs is saying right now. That's really fascinating stuff. That's what you were showing us yesterday. Uh, you also just threw out. I think it was just a, uh, you know, rough estimate of possibly going back to the 8,000 level. And uh, both uh, Socrates and I have got targets in the 7,500, 8,500 level. And it's great when we hear somebody, you know, say something that we've come to the same conclusion to, which probably means we're all wrong. But <laughs> in, in any case, <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my questions for you, you said it several times today. I don't have a clear picture because we don't have regulated exchanges and volume that you can trust. I don't have a clear picture of what the whole pie is made up of, meaning transactions where money leaves me and goes to you somehow. Either I can get it to you directly I can send you Bitcoin directly. I can sell it on an exchange and then you can buy it on that exchange. Uh, could you give us an idea of what is the size of the pie in percentages compared to how much you can track, do you believe, on chain compared to i think you've used the term that that the exchanges have not that they're purposely hiding it but the information gets hidden from the calculations what percentage is oh, yeah. those two pieces and then finally what percentage is just between me and you or between tone and somebody on the streets in new york city um making up the whole pie okay um let me are you uh can you stop the screen screen share for a sec uh yep it's off screen share we're seeing your face okay great um, kind of it's pretty dark yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i'm huddled under the light so it's uh yeah um, so that good for you something um but let's just see if I've got any of that um, stuff in my. Yeah, okay. Let's have a look. Um, a lot of this work comes from Coinmetrics, um, and I'll just start sharing my screen again, and let's pull up that chart there. Okay, so. So the blue is on-chain volume. 
Yeah, and on exchange, I think this is the flows of capital going. This is like, where is it? So on chain, this is like a experimental chart that I did a while back. Yeah, and that's a different axis. Okay. So what um, what we're looking at here is the volume of um, the bitcoins that are moving. Um, it's I think it's a ratio of the flows um, that are happening on the blockchain that are going to the exchanges. And right now we're in this zone here, so it's like a 4% of the volume on the network is to and from exchanges. I'd have to double check that. Um, this is a very old chart that I did a while back. Um, but you can, this is actually the, it's showing you the ramp up of how much activity is now happening on the exchanges. It's in that 2017 year. Yeah. Um, I, I put this down to, like, if you remember in, in, this sort of phase here, this was when the original ETF by the Winklevoss twins um, failed. But during that time, it got a lot of Wall Street um, journal publicity, um, yeah. Wall Street publicity full stop. And it was the first time Bitcoin was um, reported on as a legitimate investment asset instead of drug money or, uh, um, you know, money laundering connection and so um, I think what happened was we had a very sophisticated class of investors start to look at Bitcoin and I, I also saw a lot more changes in the price action of Bitcoin um, and we, we started to pick up the, um, the, the fingerprint of quant funds entering the markets right from um, this zone here and actually I think this is that picking this up as well um, the whole market has changed since that that time and the first quarter of 2017 onwards. Um, and, the, you know, I'm not giving you the exact um, question, answer to the question, um, but it's showing you graphically how much it's changed through through the um, through this 2017 phase. Yeah, that's, so that's, yeah. that's tremendous. Uh, it gives me a much better mental picture. And when I look at it relative, I guess that's price on the top, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's simply the price of, yep. you know, that, is it? Okay, I'm gonna pull on this, here we go. Here's that, I just realized I put, I've got many traces here. Let's, oh great. Let's, um, okay, so this is the, um, total supply on the in the exchanges that are being measured which is binance bitstamp bitmex bitfinex and bitrex of so those exchanges that we've got um tracking on by coin metrics um that's the amount of supply and right now we're looking at just under like the very peak here that's 888 um thousand coins of uh, uh how many 
Is there out there at the moment? 16 million or seven, 18 and a half million um, 18 and a half million and um, we're hovering around 780 divided by 18.5 um, so we're out 4% um, of the coins of the network right now 4.2% are sitting on um, the exchanges that are being monitored so that's not including the other exchanges like HitBTC and, and so forth. So right. I'd say we're, um, you know, 5% of the, the coins, um, but actually you got to take into account, um, well, it's 4 million coins are gone. Um, so we're probably only 14 and a half million that are active. So right. that's, um, I would say easily six to 7% of all the coins on, um, out there that are alive. Um, are sitting on exchanges right now. That's very interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's ramping up, you know, like if it got to 100%, then I'm out of business because there's nothing to analyze on, on the blockchain. <laughs> um. <laughs> right. Interesting how that supply sum peaked right about at the bottom as well. Is that something you were paying attention to? Yeah, I'm. I'm not really because I don't. Um, it's it's a good observation there, Socrates. Um, the like uh, just because this is a, um, it's not a very long. T it's like I like to see charts with ten year of history and repeatable results, and our our data for exchange stuff is is very limited. So, um, but yeah, I, I I would definitely say that. Um, this was an incredibly volatile situation happening here. And whenever you have volatility, it's really good to send your coins to the exchange to trade that as a trader. So um, I think that's what you're seeing there. Um, what's that peak? Interesting, eh? There's this peak here. There, um, it's nothing. We don't know what's happening there. But yeah, right now it's going up and down, up and down. So I'm not sure what that's about. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I'm not using I'm not using this as a price signaling. It's it's more like this is like a radar of how good our signal is from the other price related uh, signals like MVT. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so something I'm wondering is you've kind of mentioned that uh, MVT is is maybe it was the the best car on the lot ten years ago, but now it's um, getting a little little bit used and uh, maybe a little bit outdated. I'm wondering, um, uh, out of all of the signals and indicators that you use, um, could you tell us maybe the, the one or two that are the most important, the, the one or two that are working the best, and then also maybe the one or two that you are kind of not even paying attention to anymore because they're starting to get a little too clunky? Yeah, we use all of them. Um, no, they, they tell you, you know, MVT signal we still use. Um, MVT ratio is still one of the best to look at the macro structure. Um, like, you know, I can still see where we are in the cycle. Um, I can almost filter out the trends. So I can see, you know, as more goes to the exchange, you expect MVT to um, move upwards as more coins are locked up off the network. Um, but it'll still oscillate, and so that's fine. Um, 
and then let's have a look at some. I like um, I like Realize Cap by Coinmetrics, um, and um, of course, uh, Murad and David Poole uh, came up with the MV RV ratio, which is the market cap ratio to Realize Cap. Um, for those that don't know what Realize Cap is, it's the um, it's kind of the, the easy way to explain it is what the the entire market paid for their coins. You know, we look at how old those coins are sitting on wallets, and we take the price in which those coins moved into the wallets as part of the valuation. So it's it's what the whole market paid, and um, this and and so this ratio describes um, how much in profit or loss the entire market has been. Um, and that one line is the one-to-one -one ratio of when they bought in. And so, um, like, Bitcoin investors are not out of for long if they're long-term hodlers. And you can see it dips under one for a very tiny amount of its history. Um, and whenever we get into this high zone here, we get, we're near the market top. Um, and you can actually see the progression of where we are right now. It's almost like two-thirds of the way towards a market top. Um, and, yeah, and then, like, the, you can Z-score it, which is a, a statistical method to kind of get out the, the drift um, over the long term. Um, it uses standard deviation rather than the pure ratio, and um, that gives us a cleaner signal on the tops um, and, and and even the bottom. So that this this is a quite a nice signal. I really like that one. Um, and then um, could you just go back to that for a second? The, I, I'm wondering David why. and I. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, could you go back to the one that David put together, the MVRP? Uh, RV, I mean, uh, only because the tops that you're looking at there, we're not near that, but you're concluding that we are near a top based on the signal. Uh, wouldn't you think that that MVRV ratio needed to be higher to call a top, or is the top that you think might be in or close to being in simply a intermediate term sort of uh, correction that needs to take place before we head higher? Yeah, so where I'm looking at is I think that, like I said this on Tone Show, that we're um, end of chapter one of, of the book and um, and so, um, and then typically what you see, you know, you get this sort of first pop out of the accumulation band, and then at a certain point you get a whole lot of volume being driven on the, on the blockchain. That's when MVT drops below um, the low end, and a lot of volume, good, healthy um, bull run, and then that's the chapter two of the bull run. And we're completing chapter one, and you can see it here in the 20... 12 bull run um, where it really started with this very compressed accumulation band and then we drove the price up here into this and this set up uh, chapter one of the bull phase and you can see MVRV is up at this level here 
Um, and that's actually where we are right now today. We just come off the same level. Um, and so I think we're, we're similar to, um, we're very similar to uh, um, this zone in, in the 2012 to 13 bull market. And I do think um, the structure of this bull market is, is going to follow um, this pattern. Um, I don't know about the two double tops, but the underlying um, blockchain motion, I think it's going to be very much structured around here. And um, I can show you some of the stuff that I use. Um, I the, the um, Let's find some of the research that I did. Yeah, here we go. Um, and this is, you know, taking some on um, our typical um, kind of indicators like on balance volume. It's a normal trader, a trader um, indicator to pick up hidden accumulation. And wherever you see a divergence where um, the price is going one way while the, um, the indicator is going another, you're, you're seeing um, something. Um, like for OBV, when when it's going up while the price is going down, that's hidden accumulation. And so, like in these bear markets, rightfully so, people are selling their coins. Um, the smart money are selling their coin and dispersing of it, um, distributing them out. Same thing here. You'll see in the OBV. This is on-chain OBV. So we're now looking at the coins moving between investors, the real coins, not the fake volume on exchanges, moving downwards. But what's very interesting is this 2018 um, bear market. We had a very flat um, OBV. And actually, on the, the these three lines are just um, different time frames. This is the daily, the weekly, this is the monthly. And you kind of have to do them on multiple time frames um, to get kind of like the sampling errors out of it. If they all confirm, then you know that um, that's a solid signal. And um, unlike all the other bear markets that we've seen in Bitcoin, OBV was flat or upward facing on the day. On the daily, it was like upward facing. And that shows that we had all through this early section of the bear before this 2000, uh, the 6,000 cliff, we had accumulators coming in. And, wow, um, that's fascinating. And, and so when you look at that and you go, well, if the smart money is accumulating all the way down here, then that means that this accumulation band here must be more compressed because they are accumulated along this here and they're accumulating along here. Um, whereas in the previous, they were selling off and then they were buying here and they were buying um in, in um, this zone here. And so that said to me that this this zone in here was going to be more compressed. And um, I think I said that in, you know, about a, a few weeks before it broke out, I said that um, probably two-thirds, 66% chance the bottom's in um, based on this. And that yeah, I remember. we might get a very... Yeah, we might get a very um, short accumulation cycle, which we did end up doing because um, it was not like this long 2015 accumulation band we had. So, um, 
yeah, this is why I think going back to the MVRV, we're going to follow much more of the on-chain structure that we saw in the in this um, earlier bull market and not this last cycle, which everyone tends to be. Quick question about that. I'm going to have to step aside, guys, but you two, please continue as long as is comfortable for both of you. Uh, thank you very much, Willie. I've got a million questions. I'm sure everybody does. <laughs> Uh, great stuff, and thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm, I will step aside and talk to you guys later. Thank you. Okay, thank you thanks, much, Tyler. Tyler. Great to and, see you again. Uh, yeah, just have a, maybe a couple more questions uh, for you, and then we can definitely wanted to take a look at the uh, exchange that you've been working with uh, to give you a chance to talk about that, um, and then we'll definitely let you go. Um, here when you are uh, needing to. Um, but uh, there was one question that I had about that on-chain OBV, which is fascinating to me. I never have seen that indicator before and have been very intrigued about ways to um, find um, organic volume and when we realize that the exchanges are mostly going to be inorganic. Um, so that on balance volume chart was, was very interesting to me. And I am wondering if, um, so a lot of people were expecting big resistance at 6,000 to 65. We held up there as support for about a year. And when we got back up there, we were already kind of looking a little overbought and a lot of people, including myself, expected that area to be huge resistance. And I'm wondering if what you're seeing on the OBV showing that people were actually accumulating there and therefore likely weren't um, waiting to sell big blocks when we got back up to that price, um, were you not necessarily expecting big resistance at 6,000 to 65 because of this accumulation signal you're seeing? If that makes sense to you, um, you know what happened in in um, that smash through the six thousand run up um, was um, a cascade of short squeezes, um, and so you know I I did this in a tweet um, when it started happening. Um, it turns out that when the majority of the market bets in one direction, um, it's just too um, profitable to let those traders win. Um, yep. if, if everybody is going short and you've got enough capital, you've got enough ammo to buy the market up, you can, if you can force the price past where their, um, their stop losses are in shorting, or even their liquidation levels, then you'll, the, the price will pop, right? The, 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 mm -hmm. they're, gonna, they're gonna stop out and I'm gonna now buy. And um, you can see this in the long short ratios, but turns out the majority of um, the, the market um, volume is dictated on bitmax. It's over 90%, kind of 95%. Yep. And so for the traded volume, um, and you can see that whenever, um, see these bars here, these are the funding rates for Bitcoin, um, for BitMEX. Um, and so negative funding rates means it's um, very um, expensive to go long. Um, 
and I oh, know wait. Um, what is it? Yeah. The, the other way around. Yeah. So um, you can look at you can look at the funding rates to say what the market is doing on Bitmex, and um, you can see here in these areas where um, the as we're approaching the six thousand band, everyone was going short, um, and that meant while when when the bars are really short, the whole market is going short. Um, the the whale is going to buy up that market and squeeze everyone out. It's it's only when these bars are in the tiny little zones here where the market's undecided, then there's no profit in squeezing, and so okay. we saw um squeezes going from here to here to here actually this was the first squeeze and we ended this entered this phase of cascading short squeezes and this entire um structure here was set by the exchanges so you don't actually get much signal from um the blockchain at this point because this is just exchange trading games um and but you know I could tell that that it was all exchange dictated because nothing was happening on the blockchain while the price was going crazy. Um, and so um, if you go to something like um, NT Caps, um, which is let's go to the price models. So the first chart on my site is. Um, the price models of of um, that you know a bunch of us have made around Bitcoin valuation, and one of them is MVT caps, which kind of takes MVT, um, the investment volume going through the blockchain, and it, it roughly um, tracks, um, it roughly um, maps it, sorry, back to um, the price domain, and um, you'll see that. They tend to follow. They tend to. They tend to follow um, the the price, you know, um, and and like the shorter term ones. They, as they move up, the price follows because the investment activity starts pushing um, the starts pushing the uh, the price up because more investment, you know, more demand. Price goes up, and um, in this case, we had a very large lag in in the caps. That meant the price went up first, and then the investment activity happened, fo followed it. Um, and so my reading of it is, okay, price is going up, and then all the retail people are going FOMO over this, I've got to get in. And that drove the blockchain activity. Whereas in past markets, um, bull markets, we had investment flow come in, then the price followed. And you can see that happening here in the last flip of the um of the bear to the bull, we saw MVT caps going down, 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 and then all of the averages flipped to a bullish phase. And so around about here, according to MVT caps, the bottoms in were entering a, a bull phase. And um, months later, did the price respond to that? Um, no, this time around. Um, so, you know, if you were to look at the flip, the flip happened about here. Um, the flip happened here right around when we smashed through 6,000. It was very late. Um, so, um, yeah, I think. That's very, 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. That's a that's a good read, and I actually uh, made a uh, was looking at that exact same indicator in real time. Made a post on TradingView saying that this thing is telling us to buy right now. I wasn't able to pull the trigger uh, because the market just seemed too overbought. I couldn't I couldn't get myself to buy right then and there. But I absolutely agree that seeing the funding rate on Bitmex as the price was going through six thousand, that was screaming to buy. Um, so that is interesting. And I, yeah, so I just wanted to. See see if uh, potentially the on balance volume for your on chain uh, metric was giving you some sort of signal there that that told you to to expect that to occur um, so i do appreciate your explanation and uh, definitely agree with you that that was primarily um, a short squeeze and now it looks like the everybody's moved to the other side of the boat where um, the funding rate is getting awful expensive to hold longs and now um, that is telling me that um, uh, one of the reasons that a, a significant uh, correction should be around the corner um, so definitely uh, an interesting um, sort of environment that we're at right now. And I, I agree with the, the analysis that you had yesterday on tone. That was a great chart that you shared um, showing the um, pullback to about the 8,000 area. I definitely am, am inclined to agree with you. Um, so uh, one last question I have for you, and then we'll wrap this up. And uh, so I was originally following along with your charts and, and really enjoying them. And then it seemed like there was a time period where the, the data kind of got a little funky um, and um, so much is going on. I just, I just kind of stopped uh, tracking and from what it sounds like is that you guys were able to secure a new data source um, really right there kind of at the beginning of 2018 which allowed you to get uh, much more reliable data and if I'm remembering right you almost overnight changed your viewpoint from being pretty firmly bearish to bullish just because of some new data that you got am, am I understanding that right? Yeah, um, it was like we were very bearish, all three of us at the fund. Um, Murad was the mega bear. Um, I was bearish, um, you know, and um, at a certain point, once we capitulated into this 3000 band here, um, you know, David and I um, crank out indicators, you know, every um, on-chain indicators practically it was a very productive phase in this zone yeah and, you know sure. the big question we needed we needed to answer is is the bottom in and the funny thing was half of our indicators said that they had in fact bottomed um, and you know Delta cap was one of those that David pulled up um, but it just turned out everything that was bearish was um, volume related um, and it made us wonder whether or not the, the data we were getting from blockchain.info was correct. Um, and that, 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 that was the first um, volume indicator out there um, as in a volume estimate. And um, so I did this thing. Um, I did this thing on a, I was, it's, it was a funny story. It was like, um, I was in Bali. Bali, one, one of the years in Bali, they had turned everything off, including the internet and mobile data. So I had this really crazy productive day working on the data I had located on my um, computer. And um, one of the things I wanted to check was um, 
the so I just pull up I wanted to see if um, I just wanted to check if we were we're drifting over the long term and so this I don't this is not a very you know bright chart but can you see that that line there yep definitely. this is this is blockchain.info and it's like really dead volume and that it's <clears> not so <throat> bullish and so what I did was I I looked at the um, HODL wave chart, which was from Unchained Capital. It's a chart that um, measures the age, it's, there is it here, it measures the age of um, the coins in our wallets and it show, breaks it down by, you know, this blue line at the bottom is, how much of the percentage of the coins in the network are one day old um, or less in the wallet and so forth. Then you go up this, this these ways, this is the five years um, zone. Anything under there is five years or younger. Um, so it uh, occurred to me that a one anything in the wallet for one day or less means that they moved within the last 24 hours and that, that that's actually a very good proxy to um, 24-hour volume um, and so like I um, multiplied it by the market cap and got the um, that I got this line here one day hold a wave and um, it showed that what was that um, it showed at this point we were moving upwards um, much like in this zone here we were starting to move upwards and um, that was a, a more lively signal than what we were getting from B chain and then at that point we started to think maybe um, we knew that something was wrong we could see um, actually here it is you can you see the deviation between the hot yeah. wave Big time. And the B chain. So around this time here, we started to um, lack some volume that wasn't being reported by our volume estimates. All prior was it was fine, and so um, that then not long after that, um, Coin Metrics came up with their estimates and. Uh -huh. um, and when we put that under the microscope, we saw a whole different picture. In fact, if you were to look at this here, you, we saw a fractal pattern. Um, where is it? There. We sort of had these two bumps, one, two, and then a capitulation where we had a big rise. And we had the two bumps and then the capitulation on that rise there. And we, we figured that that is the fractal pattern for um, a market bottom for Bitcoin and so um, right now we're in this phase here where we're expecting it to swing upwards and um, when that swings upwards we think that that's going to be the second stage of the bull market where we see upwards in on-chain volume um, and that fuels a long-term sustainable um, bull market which will be pr probably all of next year um, after we get the initial pullback.
um, which we did last time, you know? Yep. Yep, absolutely. That's a fascinating analysis. Um, that, that is really good information. I've been uh, taking notes, and I'm probably going to have to rewatch this. Uh, there's been a, a ton of info, and I'm going to be really excited to uh, dive back into those charts that you have so generously made available for everyone. Uh, so thank you again for not only making those available, but for also taking the time to walk through um, some of the more important ones to you and um, what you were seeing. Um, that is absolutely fascinating and I, I really like the idea of using the um, the, the Bitcoin HODL wave chart and then using the 24-hour age as the kind of 24-hour volume, um, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I've been racking my brain trying to figure out how I'm going to, you know, get some good volume data. So that is really exciting to me. Um, so thank you again very much for going through that. Um, what I will do is just go ahead and uh, throw it on my screen share here real quick so that we can... Uh, show the um, website that you've been working on uh, that I definitely am um, intrigued to, to hear a little bit more to see if potentially uh, this is something that I could uh, use myself or if something that potentially um, any of our um, uh, followers can maybe help you out with. So um, just going through uh, a couple of your uh, chart so uh, of your websites uh, so on the um, charts.wubull.com that is where we got all of these charts today um, and there is a donation address down here uh, definitely uh, send him uh, you know buy him a beer or something for all of the information that he is sharing with us um, and then wanted to touch on this uh, lvl.co exchange uh, very interesting value proposition uh, looks like you're you're looking for early bird testers are you still uh, trying to find some beta testers for this yeah, we're in alpha phase of the launch, um, and we're waitlisting new. Um, it's a soft launch, so we don't want to um, overload the system. We want to bring on. Um, actually, we want to bring on the the right people, like the sophisticated traders, right now that can give us good feedback into the um, the exchange. Um, and so um, you, you you can sign up right now if you if you. Um, either click through that, that link previously, um, picture, it comes up with um, lvl.co slash um, woo, double O-O, and that gives you um, a preloaded code, and that allows you to sign up. Because if you just come into that site without the, any code, you won't get access. Um, and then once you sign up, it's this is the latest um, regulated US exchange. And so what we're doing is um, essentially doing finance for $9 a month. Um, like the, we want to provide um, people with the ability to trade um, crypto for 0% um, um, trade fee. Um, typically, it's 2 to even 13% on Coinbase um, to do a trade. Um, and then we're attaching to your crypto account um, a checking account and a integrating um, the, the products that um, you need for day-to-day -day investing and managing of 
um, fiat funds and spending um, all in one application um, and all for $9 a month, so like a Netflix model. And so I explain it like, you know, the, the marginal cost of a digital product is free. And so whenever you see any kind of um, product that is very expensive, um, it's that market is either very small or it's just not mature. And um, and so when I look at the fees on Coinbase, Gemini, even Binance, all of our um, exchanges, they're typically taking 0.2 to up to um, 3%, I think, is the most common. Um, and so I just think, uh, well, we think that um, eventually it all goes to zero. And so we're launching this exchange to be... Um, to be refrained and we're providing all this this kind of um, the the basic services you need inside a um, ex exchange and bank account um, for a nine dollar month fee and I, I should add to that there's um, you know automated um, passive kind of strategies so you can buy index baskets in due time we'll, we'll launch that a little bit later um, we've got also um, automated market making which you can fund and earn a passive return on your um, on your coins if if you want to try that out. So uh, yeah, that's level. So go that's go right ahead and try it out. There's um, right now we're doing a promotion for it was really because we we um, we said the first five thousand gets um, not five dollars um, fee for life, um, and that was we blew past that on the Tone Vase show. And uh, a lot of people wanted us to that, so we've extended it to um, that deadline that's on the on the homepage right now. So there's still a few hours left in it. Um, if you want to sign up um, right now and lock in a five dollar fee, um, and like yeah, I'd just say that if um, even if you sign up and um, hold your spot, um, that that's valid. So when you're ready to use it um, and fund your account, um, you get the five dollar a month fee and not have to pay anything in the meantime. Awesome, that is great to hear. Yeah, I was watching Tone Show yesterday and saw that 5,000 uh, get taken out pretty quickly. So that's great to hear that there is a little bit of an extension there. Um, so for anybody listening, if you want to secure, um, instead of a $9 fee per month, $5 fee per month, uh, go to charts.wubull.com, click on this uh, level zero trading fees, and then right down here at the bottom, we have soft launch via referrals only, lvl.co slash woo. Click on that and then come here and secure the $5 fee. It sounds like there's only about a day or less to do so. Um, this is available in the United States. It is regulated by FinCEN. Um, and then having a debit card, I mean, that is really neat. You can have your money, um, I mean, you know, potentially instead of in a bank account, you could have it on an exchange ready to buy Bitcoin and then ready to sell it right away and, and pay some bills or, or anything like that. that. That's potentially a huge um, game changer, a, a big way to set yourself apart from the crowd having a debit card. And it sounded like a, a checking account as well, not yet, but coming here soon, uh, Q1 of 2020. So definitely a very exciting project. I think I remember yeah, uh, Jimmy's song is also 
um, on the board. Uh, so a couple of people who we certainly trust a lot and have a lot of respect for and heard Willie say some really good things about uh, Chris. Uh, so definitely very excited about uh, the potential here. We'll definitely be keeping my eye on it as uh, an option for myself and then for any of our listeners um, who would like to help him out. It sounds like he's looking for some more, um, some traders with some experience that uh, will be able to provide some very detailed input about the interface. Um, so anybody out there that thinks they fit the bill, please help them out. This does look like a, a great interface to me so far. Definitely very um, sleek, good to the eye, very straightforward, buy and sell. Um, so definitely let them know if you can help out there. I'm going to go ahead and throw it off screen share. And just uh, thank you once more, Willie, for coming on. Uh, this has been uh, tremendously valuable for me and I'm sure for everybody listening. Like I said, I've, I've got pages of notes and I'll be going back to rewatch. This is very exciting to potentially have a, a new tool or a couple new tools to try to um, determine the price movement of um, Bitcoin before it happens. So thank you very much for coming on, Willie, and um, we We'll hope to have you on again, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your time there on the beach in Sri Lanka. <laughs> Thanks, Socrates. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been it's been great. Um, I hope you have a great day over there. I'll sign off now. Excellent. We'll catch you yeah, later. have a good one. Thanks again. <laughs>